0: Ezekiel 14 everybody got it I'm just waiting for them to get the place okay then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me they were in the the land of the Chaldeans they had been carried away captive by Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon the word of the Lord came unto me saying unto Ezekiel and they, they sat before Ezekiel and he talked with them this is what he said son of man what God's word came to him to say these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face should I be inquired of at all by them therefore speak unto them and say unto them Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophets, I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. They had a lack of piety, a lack of reverence, a lack of duty toward God that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourselves from your idols and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separateth himself from me, and setteth up his idols in his heart, and put the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. And I will... Set my face against that man, and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Now listen. Um, he's talking about their idols in their heart, in their mind. This was something that that uh, was not necessarily outward that they had fashioned and set up. This was something in their mind, in their heart, in their desire, in their love for. And uh, it's an example to us to be aware of that and to be careful of it. And if the prophet be deceived when he has spoken a thing, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand upon him and will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. And they had false prophets among them. Because that's what they wanted to hear that's what they wanted to hear false prophets that's what we have to be careful of false prophets or error creeping in and they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity the punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him that the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people, and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by transgression, and transgression, Son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Those the, though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, as in, in the land, They should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord. (laughs) If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beast, though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God. They shall deliver, neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. For if I bring a sword upon that land and say... Bring a sword upon that land and say, Sword, go through the land. So they cut off man and beast from it. Those these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. send a pestilence into that land, and pour out my fury upon it in blood, to cut off from it man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it. As I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. For thus saith the Lord God, how much more, when I sent my four sore judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword, the famine, the noisome beast, and the pestilence, to cut off from it man and beast. <coughs> Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, behold. They shall come forth unto you, and ye shall see their way and their doings, and ye shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. And they shall comfort you when when ye see their ways and their doings, and ye shall know that I have not done without cause all that I have done in it, saith the Lord God these three men why were they spared these three men they couldn't salvage anything out of it but themselves uh... was uh, Noah soon after the creation of the earth Um, it brought forth so so much destruction and greed and corruption uh, even as it is today that God destroyed it (laughs) Daniel was a man greatly beloved and he refused the food of the world and Job uh, by his prayers saved his friends let's go to Genesis chapter 6 right quick disgusted with man uh, in the fifth verse he said and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually uh, every desire that was in the, the seat of the mind in the intellect of man his desire was to do evil continually so it repented the Lord that he created it. and uh, in the 8th verse he says but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord or found the divine favor uh, unmerited favor is what grace really means and these are the generations of Noah Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations And Noah walked with God. So Noah was a righteous man. And uh, he walked with God. And he uh, lived the life that God would accept. So that's why he is mentioned as saving only himself. No one else. Let's look at uh, Daniel now. Daniel Chapter one. Daniel Chapter One. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar came into the land of Israel and uh, took Jerusalem broke down the walls uh, slew the king's sons in front of the king and then put out his eyes and carried him to Babylon and uh, they took the vessels out of the Lord's house and brought them to the land of Shinar or the Chaldeans, Babylon and uh, told Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, third verse, and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans, Uh, and the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king and of these men was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah and their names were changed Daniel became Belteshazzar and Hanani became Shadrach and Mishael became Meshach and Azariah became Abednego. but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs So what happened? Daniel, who was well-beloved, beloved beloved of his God for the position that he took, uh, would not eat of the king's food. Go to chapter 6. going to tell you what happened here a little bit to get down to the verses that I want Uh, it pleased Darius, who was uh, a Mede to set over the kingdom 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first or chief that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm well the others didn't like that so they decided the only way they were going to get Daniel was was through his God because of his God so they uh, got the king to make a petition for 30 days that if a man asked anything of any other God or man for 30 days he'd be cast into the lion's den the 10th verse now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into the house they sealed it with the king's ring too once that was done uh, with the uh, with these people it could not be changed could not be changed that was a slap in the face of the king and he became an abomination to the people he could not change what he stated to do now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem he kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime that's what he did he continued what he was doing he changed nothing and they knew that he would do that so they came and told the king made the king sad but nevertheless because of what he had sworn in this oath and by sealing it with the king's ring they threw Daniel to the lions Let's uh, go to verse 16. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver, he That's what he says. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lord, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste into the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O King, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. This was Daniel who was greatly beloved And who partook not of the king's food Go to Job chapter 42 Had gone before with Job, this is what he said. Then Job answered the Lord and said, (coughs) Excuse me, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. God knows our thoughts before we ever act upon them, before they ever come into our mind to think them. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak, I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor, I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord has spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. (coughs) Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept. My servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept. Lest I deal with you after your folly. And that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job. Are you hearing me all right? Okay. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Naamathite Went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So you see, these three men held fast to what they believed in. And so their lives were spared because of their trust in their God, in Yahweh, their Heavenly Father. Uh, let's look at First Samuel sixteen and seven. First Samuel sixteen and
1: seven.
0: Now, when a girl looks for a boy, she looks for a tall, handsome, dark complected you know she wants him to be the Adonis of society uh, so that he can be her protector and she can show him off and this is what I got and boys when they look for girls they want the prince princess they want the princess type beautiful girl long flowing hair and uh, 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 a goodly countenance to look upon and uh, with the right figure and all that they want that's what they look for so what do we look at we look at what we see you wouldn't choose me but your mother did and uh, I would certainly choose her because she was far more beautiful than I was handsome but uh, she evidently saw something in me that was worthwhile And so as we think about this, how we look at each other and how we appeal to each other, uh, this is what God has to say about it. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance. Did they look on the countenance of Saul? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tall. Shoulders and head and shoulders above the height of any man in Israel. Something to look at. Something to behold. Big man. Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeketh, seeth not as man seeth. See we, see, we see what we want. We're just out there seeing what we want and reaching for it and grabbing for it. <clears throat> for man looketh on the outward appearance, that which he sees. <coughs> That's what he sees. But the Lord looketh on the heart The Lord looketh on the heart So here were all these sons of Jesse That passed before him the Lord didn't take any of them He said do you have any more Well there's one out in the field Tending the cattle or we'll bring him in And that was him David So that's the way the Lord looks at things Psalms 19 and 8 I need to quit. Thank you. <clears throat> when you think about these three men we're talking about, you think you think about them in in conjunction with these scriptures. Psalms nineteen and eight, the statutes of the Lord (coughs) statues are (coughs) the appointments of the Lord or his charges to us are right they're right and it rejoices the heart the commandment of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes or the precepts of the Lord and precept is an authoritative command a rule of action or a rule of moral conduct well, that's the commandments of the Lord <clears throat> because it's pure, it enlightens the eyes. Psalm 119.11. Every time I get to this place, I always turn up this one page because there is a thing that Joey put on my Bible when he was two or three years old, and it's still on there. You don't remember that, do you? No, you don't remember that. It's it's on Psalm 105. I'll have to show it to you sometime.
1: Psalm
0: 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Now, did Daniel have that attitude? Did Noah? Did Job? Yes, they certainly did. Is that to be a part of us? Yes. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways, you young men, by taking heed thereto according to thy word? What is the word he's talking about? The word of God. The word that God has magnified above his holy name. With my whole heart have I sought thee, Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Isn't that a good thing to keep in our mind? Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalms 139. Psalms 139, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting you think that applies to Noah and Daniel and Job yes it should apply to us likewise Proverbs 6 20 and 23 23-23 Proverbs 6 is a chapter with the six things that the Lord hates, and seven are an abomination unto him I'm not going into that talking about these three men Noah Daniel and Job who, who were righteous men who refused the food of the world and who prayed that others might be saved and who uh get what uh, Noah oh Noah was a preacher of righteousness in a world that had gone astray from God my son keep thy father's commandments and forsake not the law of thy mother so his father's commandments were the principles by which he lived and a principle is that which is first comes first in his life forsake not the teaching of thy mother bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is the lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. When you walk These will guide you And when you lie down Watch over you And when you awake They will talk with you So when thou goest It shall lead thee When thou sleepest It shall keep thee When thou awakest It shall talk with thee The word that God has given us Proverbs (coughs) I'm sorry Jeremiah 17 be the man that trusteth in man to make his flesh his arm and whose heart depart it's uh, part of the um, juniper what are those little bushes that we bought in California kind of moved out around the ground and they were I thought they were nice looking little uh, bushes but they're, they're uh, part of the juniper family and it's, it's a dwarf and it's uh, it grows in the desert for he shall be like the heath in the desert uh, it, it grows out of ground that has no value to it And he shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited, or in sterile ground it would grow. And we don't want to grow in sterile ground, because we just won't grow, it's just, we're dwarfed and stunted. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is, that's our direction, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit when a tree branches out and goes down into the river its roots go down and it sucks up the water so we As we go get into the Word, drink up the water of the Word, that it may be in us a wellspring of water springing up unto eternal life. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's one of the first verses I ever learned, and I thought about it a lot, because I was a wicked man. I didn't know anything about the truth. I didn't know anything about trying to live according to God's Word. I had a fear of Him. But I pretty much did what I wanted to do. So when I learned this, the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. That word, reins, is different than than rain. Uh, this is R-E-I-N-S. And in the natural sense, it's the kidneys, the loins, the inward parts of a human being, in the natural sense. The concealed part. But God looks at our passions and our affections, Where our thoughts and desires are. And that's what it's talking about. Noah, a preacher of righteousness in a world gone astray. Daniel, greatly beloved and refused the king's food. Job, whose prayers saved his friends. God bless you. Thank
1: you for listening.